Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarky visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right, how are we? Hello. Yes, Very well, great. thank you. Yes. Hello. Also. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. We did just record an episode, so I doubt much has happened in the last five minutes apart from a wee. Well, there's been two. a bushfire or something over here. What? Oh, really? Yes. happened. When I, it's very hot today in Perth, which is unusual because it's still very oh, early in spring. But uh, in the time that we've done our last show, I've had, I'm in a room with the curtains drawn and I've just gone down. It's like the sun's being covered up by, it's all orange outside, so there must be some oh, back wow. burning or something going that's on, burning, hopefully. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it's quite windy, so maybe it's, it's just been blown they over. They shouldn't be back way. burning on a windy day. That's well, yeah, because I've just walked around the house to try and work out which direction. It, well, it's not coming from the sea, obviously, we're quite close to sea, but yeah, there you go. What's the temperature Something's over happened. there? Can you believe it? I think it's 28 degrees today. Oh, beautiful. That's it's 23 nice. here today. What are we drinking? I'm still on my friend the cruiser, Mango oh. Chutney. Yes, we just polished off the Marsan, so we've got a glass each to go, and then we'll start on the next one. The next one. The next one. All right. And yeah. I've upped the ante from tap water to an old school DC. Caffeine. Mm. Hello, my lovely friend. Okay. I'm a little bit tired. I had a big night last night. I um, Did you? Oh, huge, huge. I uh, I went to see a musical. <laughs> oh, good for oh. you. I went to see, well. I, a I late night been, as opposed to a big night? A late night, yeah. It yeah, has right. a caveat because you'll all be like judging me. But I had read about it in um, the West Australian and it said that it was <laughs> And I quote, the best uh, musical to come to Perth, which may not be saying a hell of a lot. Wow. Many that go to Perth. But no, I know. But I thought, oh, and I looked at it and it kept, anyway, it was frozen and it kept saying, you don't need to be a Disney fan. It's not about little girls. Well, obviously it is, but it's not just for little girls. It is incredible. And I thought, oh, should I, shouldn't I? Anyway, I bought a couple of tickets and I thought, I'll just sit on them. And I didn't say anything. And then as it got closer, we've got some friends have a daughter and stuff. So we went last night, but it was incredible. Did you take any of the boys? One of them. Which one? One of them Raj? on the way there said to me, not Raj, no, on, right. the, on the way we got there, he said to me, do you wish I was a girl? <laughs> I said, oh, no. no, not at all. And I he said, oh, kids. it's just that sometimes, you know, and I said, he said, do you wish you had a girl? I said, well, that's a different answer. Maybe I would have liked to have a girl. I said, but I don't wish you're a girl. But, you know, it's did just. You, did you then say, are you thinking of transgendering? Oh, no, I, said, I did say that to him. I said, in the current oh, time, it's really, I said, we actually had that conversation. I said, Given the way that people talk these days, I said, I don't want to have that conversation with you at all. It's not necessary. No, I do not wish you were a girl. I just take you because you can be polite. And, you know, I know that you actually like some things and you'll appreciate it. And the staging was unbelievable. And mm-hmm. I guess it was probably because I think you guys saw Moulin Rouge recently, yes. didn't you? Yes, yeah. And has... it, the advancements, it's you know, like I'm saying to a lot of people. I saw saying, Aladdin oh, and it was extraordinary. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So we saw Aladdin yeah, yeah. a couple of years ago when we yeah. got back. And I was so Blown taken away. aback I thought yeah. oh my god this is not like what I used to go and see where it'd be Correct. you know a couple of simple set changes or whatever else and you, know, you had to use a lot of your imagination the amount of set changes and the complexity and the lighting it's and incredible least, it was nearly like you were watching a movie slash live action yeah, it was yeah. unbelievable was it yeah. seamless too the way they oh, moved through it was incredible and how quick everything happened from one thing to the other the first half then we went to have a um intermission 
my girlfriend's mother said, oh, my God, that was incredible. She thought it was the end. And I was like, no, 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 that's only half, halfway. Like, we've got another half yet. And she said, I, I, I can't believe what we've already seen. It was just next level. And, I, you know, singing hasn't changed that much, has it? Dancing hasn't yeah. changed that much. The costumes, staging some of them are very basic yeah. still. It is mm. absolutely the mechanics of the staging that mm. are just. Yeah. I feel like during COVID, they all, all those stages got together and just went, fuck this, let's go yeah. next level. Yeah, and you know, and good on them because that was one of the industries that was so badly affected. Impacted, yeah. yeah, yeah, impacted. Better word. Yeah. Mm. So it was, you know, I, I like to do those things, and I still get a little bit emotional whenever I watch people perform. I'm aware of everything that goes into it, all the rehearsing, all of you know, their whole lives lead up to this. You know, they're from when they were mm. little people. You know, yeah. <gasps> crafting something. I thought it was brilliant. Shut up. <laughs> what? Because when they were children. People. When oh, when children. they were children. Oh. Not when they oh. were dwarves. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, There's no dwarves. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, just when you were like, oh, sorry. See, that's why no, you no. can't call dwarves oh, little God. people because it's so me. confusing. All right, Swanee, I just want to remind you, you might, you probably don't recall this, but yeah. when your two twins were very, very little and I visited yes. you in Monaco, Yes. Frozen was a new film at the time. Yes. And I hadn't seen it and the and they put it on for That's me. That's right. And they thought you were Elsa. One of them. Yes, Asha. and one of them did a little dance at, at the bit where my my power flows through the air into the ground. It's Raj. And he did this whole Raj. step back and yep. he was doing all the moves. So, you know, if it was one of those who said Jewish or a girl we don't need to because you already It did wasn't all the him moves. though, and that's exactly oh. right. That was the beauty of that movie. Was my we were trying to work out how old the kids would have been because they used to stand in front of the TV and see yep. it. And I think based on what we looked at last night, they would have been about three or four years old. Mm-hmm. And it was Raj, who's not really into anything like that. But I have a distinct memory of him doing it. And didn't they think you looked like oh no, Elsa? I don't know. There was, I don't know. One Elsa of them was stroking me because I had a yes. white stra- satin nightgown on at the time, and it was all a bit weird. Raj but, you know, hey. <laughs> On, on, on behalf of our listeners, I think it's time to let it go. It is. Oh, well I apologise, well everybody. Played. Sorry, that was my <laughs> musical interlude. No problem. All right, well, I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarky. And together we are... Trial, Trial by, by Vino. Vino. <laughs> All right, beautiful. Just before we go on, I did want to tell you a little story which I didn't talk about in the last uh, episode because I thought it would be a little bit a little bit too close to home or a little bit unsettling but uh, so in our you last episode someone. no 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 in our last episode oh. we talked about the very sad story of Elisa Lamb who drowned in a water tank and part of how she was discovered were people had um, <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. People were using the water and they had noticed the low water pressure and smelly water and black water. And before we started recording earlier today, I decided to defrost my freezer, which was no big deal. And then I thought we've got, you know, you know, the old shed fridge, everyone's got a shed fridge. Yeah. I've been using the freezer of the shed fridge for overflow, let's put it that way. And I thought, oh, I better go defrost that too. For dead and, bodies. Um, well, speaking of dead bodies. My, I'm going to blame my partner because he does this sort of stuff. Somebody had uh, unplugged it and <gasps> left it turned off. And oh. when I opened that freezer, oh, oh my lord, the smell, <clears throat> yeah, the smell, horrendous. I, so when you were telling that story, all I could think of was, I know that smell. It's still in my nostrils, and whilst it wasn't the 
decomposition of a person, it was the smell of advanced decomposition. So there's a little gross out story for you there. So that's all in the bin and it's all been, I bleached it all out and cleaned it all out. But I was like, oh my God, I can actually smell it right now while you were talking about Uh, it. So we only have, we only have tank water here as Mm -hmm. you know, Schmidt, one of you (laughs) wouldn't. And there's a couple of things about tank water that are quite gross. One of them is if you go away for a while and it doesn't, it sits, get turned yeah, over, yeah, it yeah, stagnates. Yeah. Mm. And so um, we came back from overseas once and made ourselves some waters when we got oh. home and we're like, oh, let's have that and taste and just went oh, and yuck. had to spit that out, gross. Yep. And the other one was we had E. coli in there at one point. We had a couple <gasps> oh. of possums die. And so oh. we. Have they taken their clothes off first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they had a. They found their room key next to <laughs> But they did have prolapse oh. assholes, oh. to quote Smitty. <laughs> but so we both ended up with the runs for too oh, long and God. just went, what yeah, is going on? Yeah. So we actually oh, yeah. bought a water test kit. And you have to leave it for 24 hours or whatever, and it comes back like glowing, this kind it's of blue, bluey Spot green yeah. thing, just going, oh, this is fucked. Oh, like, yeah. And so the, the way to fix it is to tip bleach into your yeah. tank water. Yeah. So put nine litres of nine bleach. Nine litres of bleach into our tank water and could then drink it again. And the thought of drinking bleach, bleach like just gross, but um, the, the tank water has this amazing taste, which is kind of tasteless. It's so refreshing. It's so yeah. great. When you put bleach into it, it starts to taste like city water and you wonder yeah. what the hell goes into it. It's chlorinated. It's definitely Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the, the tank water is amazing until prolapsed assholes end up in it. it. <laughs> and then it's... Yeah. Oh, did you and Stuart go, oh, my God, do you? Oh, hang on. I can. Mm, oh. I think we've got a prolapsed asshole out there. Yeah, <laughs> that smells like. Smells oh my like god, that prolapse. tastes like prolapsed asshole. Yeah, yeah. You know, no wonder you guys drink so much wine. Yeah, you exactly. swish it around in your mouth a little bit and go. Um, yep, yep. It Flush tastes it like. I'm getting a top of, note. Bit of gum leaf and a whole lot well, of prolapsed asshole. Getting asshole. a bottom note of a prolapsed asshole. Oh, I love asshole. that on the back palate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's got a lovely finish. Not. Mm. <laughs> All right, right. Well, I'm going to move right along now. Yes, uh, please do. So I just do you have a story for story. us? I do, I do. Which is not. What do you mean? Story. We just gave you a couple of good ones, <laughs> <laughs> and and that concludes today's podcast. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to tell you a little story. So, as you know, I've been watching a lot of television lately, and a lot of it has been featuring the Discovery Channel's Naked and Afraid, and my my favorite thing, which is highly formulaic and every episode follows the same pattern and we've got an intro on the nakedies which is what i'm calling them because they're not they don't actually win anything they just do it for pride so they can't call them contestants so i'm calling call them the the old nakedies and they do at the beginning this sorry for for anyone listening naked and afraid is that one where you get Drop, like, I'm a celebrity, one. get me out of here, but you're Do they naked. they put new people in all the time? Yeah, yeah. Every episode's a new couple or a new person. Oh, so it's yeah, not like yeah. it's not a continuation of the same people. It's no, like no. It's a, and that's what I mean. It's really formulaic. So you meet the two people, they, they right. drop them in, and then they talk about the environment that they're going into, which is always, you know, awful. Is it always the same environment? No. So right, they okay. can be. Is it ever a water tank? No, um, no, it hasn't been a water tank, but it's been... Just checking because that could have explained the Elisa Lamb. It might have, but yes, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that. Um, so jungle scenarios, so Ecuador, uh, Belize, um, Cam- uh, 
Colombia, places like that, or even Australia. So they've um, been in the outback in Australia. I've seen them in Bolivia, which is very hostile, I've discovered now. Piranha-infested waters? Perth. Yes, yes, piranha-infested waters, absolutely. Naked and afraid. In Perth. That's why you're afraid, yes. And What is it, that little thing wiggling in the piranha-infested waters? Well, that's... <laughs> You don't need to talk about yourself like that, Paul. <laughs> but no, I'm not the, scheduled um... to go on that show until next week. <laughs> <laughs> don't go on it. My advice is don't do it. Okay. But it makes me laugh because they do this big build-up, exactly as you just talked about, which is all this dramatic music and all the rest of it, about what is frightening in the environment. And they often talk about piranhas and snakes and crocodiles or caiman or jaguars or tigers, all the things that can one eyed tr- One-eyed trouser snakes. One-eyed trouser snakes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, all those sorts of things. Bugs, bugs that burrow into your asshole and prolapse it, you know, things like oh, that. Oh, <laughs> wow. Looking forward to it. Why do you watch it? <laughs> Are you only watching it because you literally have too many hours in bed in front of the TV? Uh, yeah, yeah, or are you watching and because, it because it's interesting. Well, it, it's a bit of both, but also because it's so formulaic. If I fall asleep, it doesn't matter if I miss, you don't miss five anything. episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I'm like that. How with many episodes TV. are there? How many? How long has it gone for? Yeah. I'm up to season seven, and there's at least Whoa! ten episodes. <laughs> oh my god! Who knew there was an appetite for this? I actually paid for some the other day. Oh I actually my god! Paid for some yeah, 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 yeah. I had no I, idea. <laughs> God. You might be what their super fan. Although if they've got that much, there must oh, be some no. others. Their super yeah. fans actually they have go to be on to it. Got to se- season seven. Their they super go fans on go on it. Yeah, yeah. They apply to go on it, and they do fourteen days instead of twenty-one days. And that's they like go, the holiday version, is it? Well, maybe we, uh, maybe we can get you on it for like no, a long I weekend version. To, I don't want to. Let's yeah, get long you weekend, on. Long oh, weekend, I super fan. That. Naked yeah, I and afraid on thirty-six hours. Naked and afraid thirty-six. I'm sure the boys and I'll be looking for an. For you know, a very unique wedding gift for you. Maybe we can see if we can. Yeah. Oh, no one needs to see me naked. Oh, well, you and Tony, we can send you guys <laughs> out there for a little a yeah. teeny tiny honeymoon. We've, yeah. we've got you a, a, a honeymoon, yeah, which is. Oh, um, not not really what I would want for a honeymoon, no, but sure, not. sure, sure. But one of the things that sucked me in was all this, you know, the environment was really frightening because there's all these terrifying animals and they're all going to get you. And then I remembered I live in a country that is full of terrifying oh, animals say, that are going to get me anyway. But yeah. in Australia, what were the terrifying animals? Oh, well, there was crocodiles and snakes, you know, the, the eastern Do they drop you snake. into... They wouldn't drop you into crocodile-infested areas. They do, surely. they do. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So in the Australian one, they had, oh, they're in some kind of billabong like talk- type thing. I feel thing. like they're no, talking no, about that. No, no, saw the crocs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, I think you sign off do? that you're happy that you're going to die or you could die. It's a setup. <laughs> Of course it's a setup. Of course it's a setup. Uh, but, um, camera crews, right? Yeah. God, if, if I was running that show, at least seven couples would have died. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, anyone who wants to go on a show like that deserves it. Even just by black I'm gonna, water. Oh, I'm going to drop okay. you with concrete shoes in a river in Darwin that is crocodile infested and you should be afraid. Yeah. A friend of mine recently who's all into spirit and whatever, you know, she's she's very connected to the other world, whatever, very spiritual, let's put it that way, decided that she needed to go up to the Dane Tree because um, – Spirit had told her to go there, so she drove up all that way, and she said she just. You could have at least. I guess she's not. I guess she's not religious, but this is the non. I'm saying the spirit could have at least. It's the non-religious equivalent of God told me. No, 
but she's got some yeah yeah spirit told her so she goes yeah. up there and she does this nice little video of her in, the, in a very very beautiful you know rainforest setting and she's in the water and she's swimming around and I took one look at it and I thought oh my god Naked she's afraid. in crocodile infested waters and I googled whether or not there were crocodiles in the Daintree River where she was and there are there are at least seven fully adult female crocodiles up there so I sent her a message going be careful of the crocodiles and she goes oh I wondered why no one else was swimming (laughs) 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 she survived spirit looked after her so she's fine all right so anyway the whole my whole reason about talking about naked and afraid all that killing and eating snakes and all of this sort of, you know, exotic. What killing and oh, eating snakes? Oh, that's what snakes. they do. Is that what they do? They, they kill eat everything. Oh, right. Yeah, I miss that. Food. Oh, my God. You don't listen when I tell you about these things. They have no food. True. Whenever you start talking reality TV, <laughs> I just shut down. They are naked. They are given one survival tool like a knife or a fire starter and that's oh, it. Yes. And they have to find their own food and they have to, back to the tank water conversation, boil the water. Where do they get their water they, from? They, have yeah, to, right. they, mm. ha, they usually put somewhere with a water source, but they have to find a way to make it drinkable because they have all had the shits as well because they've had prolapsed the asshole possum water as well. So, you know. <laughs> Shitty, by this stage, I'm sure you've got like a little game plan. What's your preferred implement, the knife or the fire You're absolutely starter? right. Yeah. Of course yeah. I'm absolutely right. I know right. you'll have your, what you, you'd be like, fire oh. Starter you, need sure. the, you need the fire starter, don't you? You, you need, need to a, boil you do, your water. You need both and sometimes you need a pot. And so what I found is after the first series, they started. I feel like you need pot to watch They give the them a pot. <laughs> They often give them a pot and then they can bring two of those. But some people, and in my mind. they only get one. One each. So there's two people and then now the producers oh, right. give them something. So they've got a. Oh, so they get three they things. They do now. It's a bit of a cheat. Back in the, those no, first. This is rubbish. The first season. The first no, gee, the first they would, season, oh they'd be very upset because they had to struggle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they've got like a microwave on wheels they take out. <laughs> it, it's like. You, a coffee back machine. Back in my. Back in my day, we only got one implement. That's right. Nowadays, you get three. Yeah, we couldn't like boil it, the know, possum you lot water. Is so we had to soft. put nine litres yeah, of chlorine to, in it or coat bleach. We just had to suck it up. <laughs> What's the point of it then? It's all about showing that you can survive against all the odds and, and be a primitive a type person. With a, with a camera crew and a medic on hand at all times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but still, yeah. That was just my like little setup to explain why I started to look for slightly more exotic crimes and and places where crimes can take place. So that was an incredibly okay. long segue into where we find ourselves today in this story. <laughs> but we find ourselves in the beautiful state of Kerala, which is on the southwest coast of India. Sri Lanka? No, is it actually oh, in India? Oh, yeah. yeah, India. It's a tourist. Uh, it's a tourism region is that right it's, it's really beautiful, beautiful. it's yeah. absolutely stunning and i think they call it god's own country like it's the, it's got its own nickname oh, i think we don't we call that every place in australia well that's Everybody i thought that too it, but yeah. apparently carola says that that's where they oh, are i've never got it from an aussie I, I used to work with a bloke who lived in kalamunda and he used to call that god's country i'm yeah, telling well, you I often every think aussie calls it god's own country yeah yeah, yeah. People in also, everybody yeah. does it he also died on his way to work driving through a um, roundabout and left me um at work from by myself for two hours, <laughs> but but again, that's another story. <laughs> again, we digress. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm laughing at the kind of I don't know where to go with that. Like, I'm, okay, yeah, yeah. And oh, Move how on. dare he left you there? What a bastard! I'm like, I know, do you know it's what so you just selfish. Said? 
like because I started at 5 a.m. Someone comes in at 7 and goes, where's Craig? I'm like, I know, right? Tell me. And then uh, it all started to unravel and I felt like an asshole, as I often do. And, and in this case... Because I live, in a, I live in a world where everything's funny until it's all of a sudden serious, not. Serious, yes. Let me go back to Kerala. Back to you. <laughs> it is a really beautiful part of the world. It's got incredible beaches, lush forestry. So I've got to say, I was oh, I very love it impressed. It's gorgeous. So my sources for this are CC. Oh, idiot! I wrote CCN. CCN CNN.com, InsideIndia.com, and Medium.com, and I don't know why it's called that. And a host of other stories that basically said all the same stuff, so they weren't very useful. So the Yes. So, Swanee, the last time you did a little story, you were talking about online dating. I feel like I'm always talking about online dating. So in the, this story starts out with an online matrimonial brokering site, which... Um, a what? Uh, exactly. An arranged marriage. By a bride. But, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, but by well, some random computer-generated algorithm. No. I'm not sure, but it's, it's, it's a bit like a dating website, I understand. But everyone knows the expected outcome. There's no, am I just signing up so I can get some action and do the a dance A bit like no Naked pants. and Afraid. Everyone knows they're not going to die. Anyway, I don't want to go back to Naked and Afraid. We've been there <laughs> okay. enough today. It's a very fertile territory for us, but let's leave it, shall we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In this case, in terms of the matrimonial brokering, there's no question of what you're looking for, and if you like it, then you're going to put a ring on it. So through the brokering site, Suraj Kumar met Utra, who, like Prince, only goes by one name. Oh, like oh, Prince. Uh, like because Prince, Prince went through the as. artist formerly known as. But then he came back to Prince yeah. because no one could manage the symbols. Like, you thing. should say like Kylie only goes by one name. Prince had many names. Oh, Madonna. Yeah, all right. Okay. Madge. Yeah. yeah. Madge, yeah, yeah. So Ultra came from a fairly well-off family, her father being a rubber trader and her mother a teacher. Rubber as in tyres? No, rubber plants, I think. Okay. Like making rubber. Yes, tyre. Not condoms is what I meant. But I believe it all comes from plants. I think it's all, um, yeah, not rubber, all of it. Rubber trees is where you get rubber from. Yes. So I think he traded or did something to do with rubber plantations. There's a lot of rubber tra- plantations in this Kerala area. Oh, not prophylactics. Yeah, they're not made out of. They're not made out of rubber. Is the whole point. Aren't they? No, they're made out of latex. Oh, of course they are. That was such a dumb moment for me. Sorry. But, you know, I yeah, don't Yeah, don't edit that shit You know out. so much. <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> you don't have to know everything. I don't use them. You know anyway. so much. But, um, <laughs> so Siraj's family were not so well off. His father was an auto rickshaw driver, so Carla will call him a minicab driver. Ah. And his mother was a homemaker, and Swanee will call her an unpaid slave. Yeah, not a builder. Correct. Yes. Very myself. fine difference between a home builder and a homemaker. Correct, correct. Yeah, no, she's more of the maker kind. Yes. Uh, Suraj was all right, though. He'd done okay, and he was a bank clerk, so at least he was getting, in, getting some money in. Utra had learning difficulties. Don't we all? She and her family were looking for a husband to look after her, and Suraj wanted a wife who came with a bit of money. So it was a match made in heaven, was and everyone not. was okay with it. was a it. match made online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone knew it was what the situation was. There, there's no like, there's mm. no lies, no deceit, nothing you know, untoward. Nothing untoward. We we know what we're getting, and we're all, all okay with it. So this is was really interesting to me. I don't know if you know this fact. Did you know? No. Nope. 
that the practice of paying a dowry for a wedding in India has been illegal since 1961. Really? Did you know that? Yeah, I found that a really interesting piece of information because... Has it been going on since 1961? Absolutely, it has. 95% 95 of marriages in India, people pay a dowry, but they just call it a gift because that's how you get away with it. Jeremy's still waiting for ours. Yeah, well, I said when I was writing this up, I said to Tony, sucks to be you, there's no dowry coming with me. Whilst it was illegal, uh, Kumar accepted a gift of 720 grams of gold and a Suzuki sedan and 500,000 rupees, which at the time of writing this was about $6,700 in cash. Wow, solid investment. uh, Well, it wasn't wasn't bad, right? So whilst dowry is illegal and 95% of marriages still do it, yeah, gifting's not. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll just change the name for it and apparently that's fine. And apparently Kerala has had the highest inflation in dowry payment and it can be up to 14% of a household income in a year. So if you imagine if you had multiple girls, that would be very expensive for your parents yeah. to have, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what do you do? There's, there's like a going rate, is there? And the expectation is 14% of your household income for the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. would go towards everything. a dowry. Okay. Jesus. And a but but if no you're no not, not cumulatively like I'm assuming it was you know how oh, it's like when you buy oh, an wow. engagement ring you're supposed to pay three months of it's one what, of those what's, nonsenses well, yeah that's a marketing yeah. thing but yes what I found really interesting about this story was because I didn't understand any of this about dowry but dowry puts a lot of pressure on poorer families to have the money for their girls' weddings and is also blamed for the abortion of female fetuses as people can't afford to have girls no. and in another. Incredibly appalling statistic is that it's estimated that 20 women die per day in India in dowry-related deaths. What do and you that mean? Is murder or suicide oh. because they are can't... the predominant causes of these deaths. So some girls will kill themselves because they say, my family can, can't afford the dowry, afford I'll the never dowry. marry. I can't, I'll never marry well, so I should just kill myself. Ooh, I feel very naive. I kind of thought it might have been like a... A dowry came, you had to have a, like a level of income or a level of something to be able to participate in that scheme. I didn't realise it was across the board. So even if you were Yeah, I didn't know any of this either. And yeah, it's not because they're knocked shocked. up or anything like that. It's no, just no, the thought no, of it. No, no. No, yeah, no, it's just this custom. What I found interesting was in, uh, Hindus, in, in Hindu culture, from what I read, and, you know, someone might correct me, but the bride's family play, pays the dowry. But in Muslim culture, the, the groom's family will actually pay for the bride, which is a little bit different. I didn't know that. But it's a bit um, like but, paying oh. for the wedding in an, our culture whereby the um, wife's, the, the female's. The parents, very the similar, but I'm not going to kill yeah. myself over it <laughs> if we can't afford to have a $50,000 <laughs> wedding, you know what I mean? Whereas I think there's a much bigger yeah. cultural stigma. How good's tradition? Is best, that is right? what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, that's the word, yeah. Yeah, so I think there's a much bigger cultural stigma for these women to say, you know, we we have to, it's not even Definitely. just keeping up with the Joneses. This is an expectation and no. if we can't do it, I won't marry well uh, and that will bring, even just my inability to marry will bring shame on the family. So um, it's a really big deal. It's a hard not it's life really for over there, isn't it? tough. Correct, but, I mean, still that. It's, it's a lot different of to what we, what we experience, yeah. It's very different to what we experience. It's a hard knock life for them. Uh, Whilst Suraj's family, the groom's family, weren't particularly rich, and by the way, really, in 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 the grand scheme of things, Uttra's parents weren't 
super rich, but they were better off. And they, they wanted to have their daughter yeah. married to someone who, who could look after her. So in other circumstances, they might not have been okay with Suraj's circumstances. They might have wanted someone at about from a family with at the same level as them. But in reality, because she had yeah. these learning difficulties, they were like, well, that's okay he, if he's happy to help look after her. So Suraj and Utra married and within a year had welcomed a newborn son. Whilst things seemed okay, mm. Suraj's parents did ask Utra's fa- father for money regularly. They wanted Utra's parents to pay for a whole load of stuff, including appliances, another car, furniture, renovation work, and admission fees for an MBA <gasps> course for, Kum- uh, for Suraj's sister. So the... That's a bit of a bill. The appliances and stuff, was that for Suraj and Utra or was that for no, the parents? No, their parents. Oh, his parents, yeah. For yeah, his mum and dad. I'm sentencing them. <laughs> okay. So Utra went along with it because she thought she should. She had learning Apparent- difficulties. But but also apparently, you know, like she didn't see the bad in anyone. She was just like a person yeah, who right. saw everyone as lovely and we should if help we them. Can help yeah. them we can help and her, them. And her parents were okay yeah, with it. Bad. They were like, okay, and they, and they paid for all of those things. And they also gave a monthly payment to Suraj, which was 8,000 rupees a month to care for Utra specifically. So after all of that, you'd think he'd be That's not a pretty... marriage. I'm, I'm just no, calling that no, out right now. Yeah, but it's not what we would see as a marriage. But everyone knew what was going on. They nah, asked for money. The family were happy to pay paying. it. She was okay with it. They nah. had a newborn child. Everything was all right. So you'd think that Sur- uh, Suraj would be pretty satisfied at this side of the bargain, wouldn't you? Nah, you'd think he, he was getting like, the best end of the deal. I would think so. but No, yeah. but he should be sitting back going, I've done all right now. You know, I've married yep. a Except good family. He's a They're bloke. paying for. He's a, totally a shit bloke. I bet and that comes out. The rest later of the story will play yeah, that out. Yeah, yeah. but I'm you know, at this it point, now. why? You know, like he shouldn't want for more, right? He should be okay with this. Oh, he should be happy with. Except he's an asshole. He's a prolapsed possum's asshole. <laughs> in a <laughs> here we go in a dirty water tank. He certainly is. <laughs> After the birth oh. of his son, Suraj decided he didn't want to be married to Utra anymore. Yeah, no shit. Oh, Jesus. And instead see? of seeking a divorce or a separation, which is what we would do, and by the way, only 1% of marriages end in divorce in India. So it's it's extremely rare. Yeah, but there's to get horrible social pressures. And- there are. I was going to say, but I bet a lot more end in, you know, what's it called? Murder. Homicide. Suicide. No, what's, yeah. what's it called? No, what's it called when you kill someone in Is your it? not homicide? Um, it's pretty much called homicide. No, there's, uh, a, there's another like side. A, they they make it even more specific, like when spouse it's spouse aside. Spouse aside. I think that's yeah, spouse yeah. aside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. <laughs> we'll go with that one. Yeah, spouse yeah. aside. Spouse yeah. aside. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he decided to <laughs> go down the spouse side. At some point, somebody's listening to this and going, "Who the fuck are these people talking about?" What a this bunch is of an idiots. outrage. After yeah. a year, we have Scouts got aside. a solid fan base of 30 people and they <laughs> yeah. are used to us and they will be okay with it. Domestic Scouts violence aside. aside. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, it, it's the exotic way that this domestic violence carries out that is what what is interesting in this story. Anyway, so he turned to the internet, our friend, which And is started the best Googling way to how to out. kill my spouse aside. Well no, he started Googling information about snakes. Oh. Mm. oh. Man's got a plan. So in late twenty nineteen What Suraj, sort of snakes? Poisonous well, ones, I'd assume. <laughs> <laughs> or ones that like to strangle. I don't know. You've got options. No, not boas. No, no, no. we're not going for Too a slow. constrictor. He's not yeah. going for a constrictor. In India, there are four 
they call them the top four. Like, you know, in Australia we've got the top four banks and the top four accounting <laughs> firms. In India they got the top four snakes. And so he was looking at uh, these top four, the, the most lethal snakes basically in India. And he developed Is a bit the of Black Mumble one? Them. No, that's in Africa. No. I will tell you when I get to that part of my notes okay. what the snakes I'll are. stop asking then. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, I can't remember where it is. So he spent hours on the internet watching YouTube videos, including episodes of Snake Master featuring a renowned snake expert, Vava Suresh. Suresh it's like you, you watching Naked and Afraid. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Next year we'll be on to Snake Master. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we, it might be something different. Snakey like and your Afraid. Snake Master. I'm going to say, if Father Suresh would actually bother to put some subtitles on his videos. Oh, there we go. I, watch them. <laughs> I was, I did watch a bit of Father Suresh. Are you Suresh, season but... seven? <laughs> no. It's, it's not subtitles. I'm still wondering Has what's going died on. Yet? Oh, my God. We're also to worry about your hip replacement. Oh, my God. Season seven. I also Snake watched Master. five seasons of Below Deck, by the way, yeah, which is about super yachting. But yeah. I finished that. Anyway, um, so Suresh's YouTube channel, which has more than 270,000 subscribers, shows him calmly interacting with snakes, including the highly potent Russell's Viper, one of the most aggressive snakes in Asia. And his name's Russell. He <laughs> sounds like he's from country Victoria. No, no the named bloke who owns its name's Russell. The My snake. Na- named after the herpetologist who oh, found right. it. Okay. Does the herpetologist Russell have herpes? No, herpetologist is Don't you reckon he sounds like he's Aussie? That snake, Russell. Uh, Russell yeah, Russell Coit. Russell. Look out. Over here, Russell. Look out, Sheila. Keep away from that snake, Darl. It'll fucking rip your tits off. Yeah. <laughs> Look out, I've got a one-eyed Russell. Trouser snake. In my yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's oh, looking God. straight at you. <laughs> anyway. Here's another appalling statistic. Get ready for this. There's some numbers in it. Get ready Are for the math this morning. Seatbelt. Around 58,000 deaths in India per year are attributed to snake bites. Boy, that's significant. Yeah, it is because in the world, the WHO estimates the World Health Organ- uh, Organization. Yeah, the WHO. Yeah. Yeah. The WHO. Not, Not the, the band. band. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I was going to um, say you were going to start singing a song. Estimates that worldwide There's there 60. are between 88,000 <laughs> 88, and 128,000 deaths per, for, for, from snake bites. So India, what? India basically uh, it's a hot contributes to somewhere between 50 and 75% of snake deaths in a year. No, they see on. themselves didn't, as didn't, the powerhouse of snake deaths. Didn't you say Did 58 not? deaths a year? 58,000 deaths a year. 58,000. 58,000. We've got like six of the ten most venomous snakes in Australia and we have like one death. I think we live in the Yeah, but we don't live on them. We don't live on them. them. Yeah. Correct. What do you mean we don't live on them? We live in it's different. We've got them just down by the creek here. It's different. So, so uh, the top four, which are the Russell's viper, the common crate cobra, and the saw-scaled viper, are the four most venomous snakes in India. And some of those, when, they when live you say in... the saw-scaled, does it have scales that are saw, or are they like saw shaped? I think saw shaped. Oh. Yeah. I just wished it would like oh, fuck these things hurt. <laughs> oh, they hurt. I'm going to describe <laughs> what happens when you get bitten by a Russell's viper very shortly. To Carla's point. You've got a lot of people who live in countryside India and it's not like countryside Australia. You've got large populations and like particularly in this area in 
Kerala where they've got plantations. It's very lush. These snakes are basically living in the same habitat as humans. So it's clearly very common for people to get bitten by snakes. So on February the 26th, Siraj bought a deadly Russell's Viper from a snake handler oh, who's another man whose name I can't pronounce, but his last name's Suresh. I'll try it. Chavarukavu. Chavarukavu Suresh. And he's no relation to Vava Suresh, by the way. They're two different Sureshes. For 10,000 rupees. There's probably a few of them. Yeah, there are. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> it's the equivalent to Schmidt and Smith. Yeah. Um, 135 is. bucks is what that costs that snake. On his first attempt at Not using Jay. a snake to kill Utra, because that's why he was buying it, Siraj left the snake on the staircase of his house and asked Utra to get his phone from their first floor bedroom, expecting her to be bitten on her way. However, I, I, she's... Can I just... I'm just shocked. So I was just... <laughs> I was you can't just... cope with the statistic of oh the simplicity deaths. of it all. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still put struggling. Put a snake on the stairwell. If you like yep. it, then you should have put a snake it's on it. It's even better. Um, yeah. No, I'm shocked about the stats of snakes and venomous snake snakes deaths. because yeah. I just googled the world's top deadliest snakes, and the top two are Australian. So there's the yeah. inland taipan and the yeah. coastal taipan. They're both the most deadliest snakes in the world. Yeah. Except that they don't kill fifty eight thousand people a year. Yeah. What makes them deadly if they're not killing people? Their venom is deadly and it can kill you really quickly. Oh yeah, but, but that doesn't count. Like But we avoid them. Right. We're not sleeping. We don't work in like if you went outside. You know you know when you yeah. go out in the fields on a summer's day, you know that snakes are somewhere, and so you don't yep. walk out in the in a snake infested area. And you always sneak up on them. We absolutely do that. Make lots of noise. As you, you make lots of noise. There are things that you do. I think when you're talking about a mat, you've got to remember also the population of India is is like one billion, however many billions. Yeah, yeah. over the population of Australia, and I know we've got different land mass, etc. Thousand. Yeah, but but fifty eight thousand like, in a ah, billion people is a drop in the ocean. Is it? I mean, that sounds awful. What I, I know, just said, right? But it's a, Fuck. But, it, but it's a very what small a, percentage of a very a large population. Person. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you rehear this episode and the way we started, I'm not the horrible person here. I'm not really complaining <laughs> about someone not showing up for two hours, having fa- and then finding out that he'd passed away. Anywho. <laughs> I feel like a snake that kills barely one person a year is fraudulent if they think yeah, that's the deadliest toxin. snake in the world. You've got to take his reputation off his title, don't you? I'm calling bullshit. Oh. Okay. I'm going right. to go inland into Australia, find the inland <laughs> Taipan <laughs> and go, mate, you're a fraud. Yeah, Get you, busy. You've got some Russell you should up see, in India. Yeah, you should see the <laughs> shit that goes down in India. You need to lift your game or you're going to lose your title. Russell you should works. see Russ. Russell's <laughs> on it. Russell's fucking busy. That bloke is killing people left, right and <laughs> right. centre. Well, that's, that's a four, year. Imagine what, just, did you say that's a year, right? Like a day, year. Imagine like the news Isn't that would never involve 70 people die. How many, how many is that a day even? Isn't it like, incredible? I don't know. I can't do the math because I don't do the math. That's your surviving bitten by Russia. 150 a day? It's more than that. 58,000 divided by 365. I ca- uh, I 1,500 a day? Like what? What is my mind? I know. What do you mean? I know, I know. So as I was saying, he tried to use the Russell's Viper that he bought to kill Utra. And he put her on the stairs, upstairs, and asked her to go get his phone. She goes up, she sees the snake, and like a normal person, she says, hey, there's a snake here, get it out. So 
course, he went up and got the snake, but he didn't destroy it. He just kind of quietly put you, it back in one like bag or whatever he had it in, and he and he waited for another chance. On the night of March second, twenty twenty, Suraj mixed sedatives into an Indian rice pudding, which he then fed to Uttra. After she fell asleep, he forced the viper to bite her, and then he threw it out of the house. Unsurprisingly, what? Yeah, because he's been watching the Snake Master, so he knows how to do that. Because he yeah. knows 58,000 people die a year and it's unlikely people will question whether or not mm. she's died of a snake bite or it's not. No, but I'll be, That's really but I'll be fucked if I'm getting Russell's viper <laughs> and picking it up and forcing it to I'm with you. Bite, but going back to Naked and Afraid, the number of these crazy people who kill, like, see a, like a rattlesnake and go, oh, it's protein, and they smack it over the head and they take its head off and they kill it i would say it's a deadly snake i'm not going near it i don't care how hungry i am no no but here we just we get a a shovel and just chop their heads off like i I get but i wouldn't go near it i'd stay away from it i wouldn't pick one up and force it to bite my wife because i wanted to kill her for a whole lot of reasons one being i wouldn't ever have a wife well i don't think he wanted to he wanted it just to do its job but it it wouldn't bite her you know so he had to picked it up and gone he did. Eat it. Eat yeah. it. Go. Bite it. it. That's right. Like trying to feed a kid dinner at my With, house except, when I was growing instead up. Instead of a kid, a snake. Yes. Unsurprisingly, poor Ultra woke up in agony and then he stalled a bit and it took over two hours for them to find a hospital that could treat the bite. Suraj claimed that she. For them being who? Her and him. Suraj. She gets him in a, he gets her in a car because she's been bitten by a so snake. So he's just he's tried to kill her, her yeah. and now he's going to take her to a snake, to a hospital. Two hours. He's well, because, fucked up. Because she's screaming in agony, right? So he can't just leave her there. So he says, all right. Why not? But he, but he, That's he, the whole he point, isn't it? Yeah. He stalls because yeah, he's yeah. hoping he for the, the bite to kill her. And anyway, so when he gets to the hospital, he claims that she was bitten outside whilst washing clothes. And she says, but I don't do the washing after dusk. I don't wash clothes. That didn't happen. Anyway, the bite Ah. didn't kill her. But to give you an idea, here's an excerpt from Wikipedia on the symptoms of a bite from a Russell's Viper. Envenomation symptoms begin with pain at the site of the bite, immediately followed by swelling of the affected extremity. Bleeding is a common symptom, especially from the gums and in the urine, and sputum may show signs of blood within 20 minutes after the bite. The blood pressure drops and the heart rate fails. Blistering occurs at the site of the bite, developing along the affected limb in severe cases. Necrosis is usually superficial and limited to the muscles near the bite, but it may be severe in extreme cases. Vomiting and facial swelling occur in about one third of all cases. Kidney failure also occurs in approximately 25 to 30% of untreated bites. Severe disseminated intravascular coagulation also can occur in severe envenomations. Early medical treatment and early access to antivenin can prevent and drastically reduce the chance of developing (laughs) (laughs) severe potential lethal complications. Sorry for the listeners. Carla's written a note and held it up against the camera. What does it say? Something about prolapsed arsehole questions. That is one of the symptoms. Let me just finish and, and see if it is because there's more. Yeah, there's more. Severe, pain may last for two to f- Severe pain may last for two to four weeks. It may persist locally depending on the level of tissue damage. Hang on. Se- severe pain if you've Survive. had antivenom or severe, severe pain if you haven't? From the bite. I feel, 
I feel like it's not that deadly. If you've if severe pain it persists for two it's, to four weeks, I don't think the pain will kill you. you. Haven't yes, died. Yeah. No, no, you haven't died. I think the main thing is that it, it causes a drop in your blood pressure, yeah. and your heart rate will fail. Your heart will fail. It, it does it kill many people? Yes, fifty-eight thousand. It's part of it's the top one of the top fours in the fifty-eight thousand. Yeah, I want to. That doesn't it. include the Bendigo Bank, does it? No, it doesn't. No, <laughs> they're snapping at the heels. They're snapping. It at doesn't. The heels. It doesn't include the community snakes. I always think of that though. You're absolutely right because when I said about the top four banks, like in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, and there's the Bendigo Bank snapping yeah. at the heels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, often local swelling peaks within 48 to 72 hours, involving both the affected limb and the trunk. If How swelling- long does it take to kill you? If swelling up to the trunk occurs within one to two hours, envenomation is likely to have been massive. Discoloration may occur throughout the swollen Which area. Which trunk? Is your it your killing torso. elephants trunk now? Trunk is your torso. It's Disco- killing elephants. Discoloration may occur throughout. That's why there's no elephants in India anymore. There are. There are Indian elephants. I mean, I've said some dumb things today, but you, you just took the cake. <laughs> I, I feel like I always say, I feel like Russell's. Vipers kill more viper, elephants per year. <laughs> well, if, if they're talking about trunks swelling, I feel like it's all about killing elephants. Can I finish? Because it will answer some of your questions about when you die. I'd rather just be silly, but okay. yes, you can. Discoloration may occur throughout the swollen area as red blood cells and plasma leak into muscle tissue. Death from septicemia or kidney, respiratory or cardiac failure may ensue 1 to 14 days after the bite or sometimes later. Oh. And I feel like Russell's got your asshole prolapses. There you go. Yeah, Clearly. We know that. Yeah. I always thought that would happen. I just feel like Russell's got everything covered. He's like, well, if that doesn't work, I've got this. And if that doesn't work, I've got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, something's going to take you out. So Next. I think the point I was making is it's really, really nasty and you don't yes. want to be bitten by one. So this poor woman oh, is that the point you're agony. Making? Yes, it is. I feel like if the pain persists for two to four weeks, if you Take get a see your doctor to no, if you doctor. get well, yeah, there is that. There's definitely that. But if you get to fifteen days, you're safe because no, uh, or after. One to 14 days. Sometimes later or sometimes later. Like any time in your life after that, death the is probably going to occur. Russell is a card, isn't he? Yeah. Russell, yeah. you yeah. little prankster. Yeah. Oh, he needs to be more specific. <laughs> oh, my Loki. God. So to give you an indication, Utra spent 52 days in hospital completely bedridden. Russell! <laughs> 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 Why are you here, Russell? No, Suresh. She underwent three surgeries to graft skin on her leg where the bite had caused the necrosis. Oh, really? Oh, that's not good. God, we shouldn't be laughing. No, we shouldn't be laughing. We're not laughing about Utra. We're we're trying to make light of the snake. Yeah. The the snake's not the problem here. The real snake here is Suresh. Yes, that's right. On April 22, she was released into her parents' care and they took her back to their place where Suraj met them. Just 15 days after she was released from hospital, Suraj decided to have another go. Oh, this time. He waited 52 while she was in there. Like, I mean, the guy's, uh, you know, he's on the clock. <laughs> mm. oh, this time he brought a cobra into the mix, another one of the four top ones. So, again, he bought it from our friend, the snake handler, Chavaraku, Chavaru Shaguavira Shiresh. As they say. Che Guevara. I just made that up because I can't say his name. Shavarukavu. Shavarukavu. Chav. 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 Yeah, Chav. Chav Shiresh. Chav. 
Yeah. This time he bought it, but he bought it from the snake handler Chav Suresh. And as they say, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Try, try again. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Solid advice. Oh yeah. On May the 6th, 2020, Siraj again sedated Uttra, this time with a laced glass of juice. Once she was asleep, he took the cobra that he'd had in a big jar and he'd starved it for 11 days to make it more <gasps> aggressive. Oh, this is revo- so it's gonna animal abuse. going to have nightmares about this. And he threw it at Uthra's prone body as she slept on her bed. However, for all his research, it seems Siraj didn't actually know much about how snakes behave because the cobra just slithered off her. Sorry, and she had learning difficulties. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she did. (laughs) Fuck. So the cobra slithers off her, so he picks it up and he throws it on her again, expecting it to bite her. And again, it just tried to quiet, go off quietly into a dark place and get some peace and quiet, hopefully catch a mouse. But he had other plans. And this time he grabbed it by the hood, like grabbed it by the head, opened it up, forced its fangs into her arm and he bit her and the snake bit her twice. But Ultra didn't wake up because she was so sedated and she slowly died from the venom. Mm-hmm. Suraj oh, then hell. deleted his call history so it wouldn't be traceable that he'd spoken to the uh, snake handler and washed out the juice glass and destroyed the stick that he'd used to handle the snake. The next morning, Utra's mother came in to find her daughter unconscious in her bed. Um, sadly, she couldn't be saved and Utra unconscious died. Unconscious or dead? She was unconscious. So she okay. didn't die immediately, but sadly she couldn't be saved and she died on the 7th of May in 2020. Her brother searched the room and found the cobra, which he killed and buried outside, and he marked the burial place with a stick. Now, remember I talked about Vava Suresh earlier, the famous, yes. like the Steve Irwin the of Snake Handling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So turns out he was in the local area filming for his show because he does this YouTube show on the 8th of May and he heard about Utra's death because it was in the local paper and he visited the house and he told the family that he believed this wasn't an accidental death as there were several factors that didn't match the, his extensive understanding of snake behaviour. Brilliant. At the same time, the other snake handler, our mate, Ch- what do we call him, Chav? Chav. Chav Suresh, who sold the snake to Suraj, saw it in the paper as well. And so he tried to call Suraj, but he didn't answer the phone. So the next day, Suraj called him back. And, of course, he told Chav, don't tell anyone that I've, you've sold me the snakes. Chav wasn't part of the murder plot. He didn't know anything about it. He was just selling snakes, right, trying to make a living, hustling. And he said to Suraj, why did you commit this grave sin? And Suraj said he couldn't live with his life and his wife. Sorry, he couldn't live with his wife anymore, and that he should, and they should pass this off as a serpent curse, which is a local superstition that if you don't worship cobras, they can curse you and your family. So anyway, a week after Utra's death, her father also thought it was all a bit weird. And remember, Vava had said this is a murder. This isn't right. Yeah, so yeah. he called the police and said, "We're pretty sure that there's foul play apparent here." The cobra bite had happened in the father's house because the parents had taken her home and he knew that the windows were all closed the night before and there was no indication as to how a cobra had even come to be in the room. Yeah, a wild And, you know, to quote Oscar Wilde, one snake bite is unlucky but two in three months and both with her husband husband in the room is questionable. That was is a, that an quoting attempt- Oscar Wilde? No, 
<laughs> what I was I doing say, was not quoting wow, Oscar Wilde. Wow, that's a very specific quote. <laughs> it was a really weird kind of play on earn, um, the importance of being earnest that just didn't work at all, so we'll just move on. Nailed it. The police agreed that it seemed a bit implausible and they arrested Suraj and they launched an investigation which included an autopsy and a DNA test on the actual cobra, which is interesting, and a forensic reenactment of the crime. The two pairs of bite marks on Utra's arm had a width of 2.3 and 2.8 centimetres, respectively, which are much larger than the typical width of a cobra fang or a cobra Because bite. he'd redone it on the same spot. But also because he'd pushed... When you oh, milk, right, yeah, yeah. when you it milk, squeeze the jaw. Yeah. When yeah, you, yeah, yeah. When you milk a snake, it opens up wider than if it was just striking naturally. Yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. It, so it indicated that it had been milked rather than attacking. On top of this, cobras are usually dormant after eight p.m., so it was very unusual for one to randomly make its way <laughs> up into a closed house and bite a sleeping that person. Shit. Not, yeah. not, not. I know it's late, but could you let squeeze me in? Me. That's right. Who's there? It's cobra. <laughs> it's cobra. <laughs> Cobra exactly. Who? Yeah. In the enactment video, because they they did this whole reenactment, the same type of cobra was thrown on a bed with a mannequin at night. The video showed the snake slithering away exactly as happened the first time, and only biting into a chicken breast tied to the limb when it was repeatedly provoked. So they they had to go out of their way to get this snake to bite. What a shock! So yes. snakes only bite when they're scared. When they're scared, that's right. No. There's also the question of how did it get into the room? And at one point, Suraj had said that he'd opened a window. The windows in the house were 1.5 metres off the ground. The cobra that bit Utra could only have raised itself up to about 50 centimetres because they can only lift themselves up to about one third of the length of their bodies. So it couldn't have got, and this was only a, was there a eight, ladder 80 there? centimetre Because I've seen snake snakes there. and ladders and I think <laughs> that's exactly what happens. <laughs> and on the 12th of July, Suraj confessed to buying the snakes and using them to kill his wife. Yeah, cop that. Whilst there was a confession, the case was unique in that there was no legal precedent for using a snake to kill someone. Interestingly, they referred to it being a natural weapon, which I thought was really interesting, like funny, you know, funny, not funny, ha-ha, funny A snake is a natural weapon? Yeah, as opposed to lethal weapon. (laughs) Um, But also isn't like if I got a a rock or a piece of branch of timber and smack you over the head, that's a natural weapon. That's natural, yeah. Yeah. I don't understand the definition and I feel like that's a new term. I think it was a new term because it it came around about this idea that previously they hadn't really considered that someone could use a snake to commit a homicide. Like there's lots of snake bites. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. 58,000 homicides a year. Well, some of them maybe. Probably got more. They get passed off as snake bites. Okay, so proving that the snake didn't arrive in the room of its own volition and it didn't just bite her for shits and giggles was extra important to determine that it was a homicide and also to prosecute the case, right? So that's the important thing. Many experts were called to testify, notably Vava Suresh, the snake catcher. Sorry, the snake catcher that he'd watched online, the master. Yeah, 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 you're right. Master. He told the court that during his 30-year career he'd been bitten 16 times by a Russell's viper and 340 times by a cobra, resulting in excruciating and severe pain, though only three viper bites and 10 cobra bites were critical, he said. Would you say that he probably is using the term master with some creative license. <laughs> Fraudulently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm not yeah. sure that I would call that a master, I would call you probably somewhat competent given you've been doing it for 30 years. And calling bullshit a few incidents, But I'm not sure master is the correct term for him. He also went on to talk about how he uh, amputated one of his fingers and I think he actually meant he did it himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
after a bite or something, but I was like, I, I, I don't want to distract. He's not doing a good job. <laughs> I can't. I can't enough. <laughs> too many. Too many ways that this story can go. I'm a snake catcher. I'll come and get the snake. Oh, how do you catch them? Well, I just put my hand out and they bite me. And then I and, and then, then I carry them out. Them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Far out, mate. He said that a snake bites for self-protection and it wouldn't strike twice as the animals spare their venom. He was sure that Utra would have been woken by being bitten if she hadn't been sedated. So the fact that she she was drugged is also part of the story. So during the investigation, the snake's carcass was dug up and a post-mortem examination showed that its abdomen was empty, which is a very significant development according to the investigative officer Shankar. Generally, a snake takes seven days to digest food, he said, which means it had been at least seven days since it had eaten something. A cobra which lives in a natural habitat eats at least twice a day. So that means that the snake that bit Utra had been kept in confinement. It was a pet. Yeah. Ah, so then we can work out how long it had it. Boom. Yeah. Gotcha, motherfucker. It's very important to prove that the bite is homicidal. We proved that the person was drugged and recovered the container from the accused, proof that he bought the snake, his mobile search patterns, all those things. That's a quote. They were from also, Oscar Wilde? No, from um, Shankar. <laughs> <laughs> they were Ravi. also able Ravi? to... No, just Shankar. <laughs> they were also able to determine Ravi? that the bite from the Russell's Viper wasn't natural. So the one earlier, the mm-hmm. experts said that it was all but impossible for the ground-dwelling snake to navigate the smooth tiles to the first floor of the Siraj home, yeah. where of Siraj's home, sorry, where Utra was bitten. Furthermore, the bite... Bite marks were vertical, suggesting she'd been bitten while light, whilst lying down. And to top it off, locals had said, and this is my favourite part, that they hadn't seen a Russell's Viper for 15 years in the area. Yeah, right. Which would explain also why it took two hours for them to find a hospital that could treat it because yeah, they didn't yeah. have the antivenina around. around. Because they don't have any of these yet. And in regards to the second fatal bite, Vava Suresh also noted that it would have been difficult for the cobra to enter and the air-conditioned room in Ultra's parents' home unaided. He surmised that the cobra may have been hurt as a means of forcing it to bite the sleeping woman, i.e. provoked. So during the course of the investigation, it was discovered that gold from Ultra's bank locker had been removed on the 2nd of March, the date of her first snake bite. In early June 2020, Utra's father-in-law, Surendran Panaka, was arrested on charges of destroying evidence and hiding 38 sovereign pieces of gold jewellery, which police discovered buried nearby in a rubber plantation. Utra's parents stated that the majority of the dowry was still missing. Police received information that Suraj had obtained a life insurance policy on his wife oh, a few God. months prior to her death. And I, I've, I've got to ask this question. If someone takes a life insurance policy out on you, does anyone tell you? Because they should. Anyway. Yeah, I think that's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know. The number of stories about people who have taken life insurance Mm. policies out on someone else and then they've murdered them, surely the life insurance company should tell you that it's been taken out on you. That's just an aside. Anyway, on... August 2020, both Renuka and Surya, the mother and sister of Suraj, were arrested on charges of conspiracy, domestic violence and destruction of evidence. The charges included sections 498A, husband or relative of husband of a woman subjecting her to cruelty, 406, punishment for criminal breach of trust, 201, causing disappearance of evidence of offence or giving false information to the offender, 
and 34 acts done by several persons in furtherance of common intention. Although Chav Suresh was originally one of the accused, he became a witness in the case and testified against Suraj. Even though Suraj confessed to using a snake to murder his wife, he pled not guilty to charges, but regardless, Suraj was found guilty for using yes. a live cobra to kill his wife, Utra. Yes. Good. On the 13th of October, 2021, the Column Additional District and Sessions Court, led by Additional Sessions Judge, sentenced Suraj to 17 years imprisonment plus two consecutive life sentences, not concurrent, consecutive, and in addition, and an additional penalty of five lakh rupees, which I think is 5,000 rupees. This is considered to be the first case, sorry, in the state of Kerala in which a murder involved the use of a live animal as the weapon. And that is the sad story of poor Ultra, who was just a lovely person and didn't deserve to. Uh, it's not even just she got bit by a snake, she got bit twice and she went through all that pain and agony. Mm. And she poor, should have just been woman. living comfortably and looked after. So as yep. we move to sentencing, I'd like you to consider the crimes of Suraj, both against Ultra and the poor snakes that he used as a natural weapon mm. in this case of nothing more than greed. I was a bit unclear as to what the family had done. Yeah, yeah, versus him, or whether and they whether they'd been in cahoots with him specifically. Yeah. They because they got charged is, or something. Yeah, there's a suggestion. Well, firstly, there's a suggestion that they were in on it, mm-hmm. and that they definitely stole the dowry. So the the <gasps> the dowry disappearance had to do with them. Uh, and also Hang on, they when you say they stole the dowry on his side of things. Yeah. Who does the dowry go to? That's an interesting him. point. I believe the dowry might have been paid to Utra, but it was put in a bank account that he had access to. And when she was bitten, all of the the first time, everything was cleared out of her bank account. The dowry, yeah, the dowry comes from the female side, doesn't it? To the yeah, male yeah, side. but it, with the way it read, it was like it was paid to them as a married couple, couple with her. Oh, in her right, like but, yep. but he basically took it. But I would have said if it's a true dowry, it would go to the parents of the husband. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how But, of course, really to works. get around it, you have it as a wedding gift, so therefore it goes to the couple. That's but right. I would almost expect that given the sham dowry nature of this, the parents would get it anyway. I don't think I understand Which what a dowry is illegal. exactly. Does it go to... It's an offering from the female side to the husband's side for taking the wife. Yeah, but so bearing in mind that dowries are illegal. It's a mixed colour. Right. No, no, I've never really thought about it. That's what I was saying earlier is that in the Muslim culture, the the groom's family paid the bride's family. That I got. In some cases, it seemed like the dowry was paid to the new couple, so like a wedding present. Oh, it says here to the groom or his family, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's why it's illegal, whereas if it's a wedding gift, then it would go to the couple, couple and therefore yeah. the parents have stolen the wedding gift, but really it's a dowry. So, Well, I'm not even sure if the gold was a dowry or it was just gold that she had. So had, it was, yeah. It was jewellery. So, so whatever wealth she had basically was nicked. Yeah. All right, so to sentencing. It's complex. Go, go. I'm happy to go first. Okay. Right. So I'd like to get a cast your minds back to one of Steven Spielberg's earlier films, Indiana Jones. Oh, that's where I was going to go. <laughs> nice. 
Well, Carla's given us the face like she doesn't know what I'm talking about. In Indiana Jones, the first film, the best, it. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Aware of it, but I don't think, maybe I did watch it in the cinema when it came out. I've never watched it since. Too little. Indy and his female companion get thrown into a Egyptian tomb yeah. and they find <gasps> themselves, when they get in there, it's absolutely jam-packed with snakes. Snakes, okay. Yeah. And yeah. they happen. They have. Oh, actually, they go. They don't get thrown in. Sorry, they go in. They're looking for something. She gets thrown in. He and his other mate, I think, or he on his own, goes into this tomb, and they're looking for the location of the lost ark. And so, what he does is he puts all these, um, you know, lit torches around, and he's got some petrol yes. and stuff. And that's how he keeps the snakes at bay. Yeah. And then the nasty. I think he's French. The nasty French or Belgian archaeologist mate who he's got and the Nazis show up and they push the girlfriend in with Indy and they seal the tomb shut and the tomb is full of snakes. And so Indy and the girlfriend are trying to get the keep the snakes away and then the the torches run out and the petrol runs out and so, you know, we have this tense moment but then they find a way out and it's all very, you know, yeah, so it's all good. In this version of that story, though, I'm going to throw Siraj and his parents and sister and relatives. in the same tomb, only there's no petrol, there's no way out, and there's no torches, and all of the snakes are one of the four, the top four, the big four of India, and Brilliant. we'll see how they can actually, um, how they fare, <laughs> basically. The big a four. whole lot of yeah. rustles. Yeah, and no mm. Bendigo Banks, yes. Right. Mm. Okay, well, fair enough. So I would like to sentence Siraj and his parents and was it his cousin or his sister? Sister. And what uh, what I thought I might do is, because it's always a little what I might do with him, I thought I might do like a reversal of fortune where his parents are still his parents and they're very much the people that we know them to be, which is not very nice. But Siraj is Siraja. She's a girl. Oh, oh, oh here we go. Jeez, you're good. You are quality. Nut punch. <laughs> Nut punch city limits. So they have a reversal of fortune whereby their son is actually a daughter. They have nothing. And their daughter, um, and I don't want to say that she she has learning difficulties. I want to say that she's, I don't know why she's unappealing, but she's, Ugly. Unworthy of it. She's, she's unattractive. She's, she's ugly because of her not parents. desirable mm. or considered worthy. Mm. So they're kind of stuck in a situation whereby not only can they not find someone for their daughter to marry, but that means that then they have brought shame upon their family, which I know would be a big issue. So not only are they left without, you know, greedy people, so both in terms of. <laughs> You know, yeah. in terms of material goods, they are totally scuppered. And because, you know, from a psychological point of view, they're also screwed because they are left with the shame of having this unmarriable daughter that brings shame upon all of them. Mm. So that is my punishment for their family. Nice. Not hard enough? Oh, no, it's pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I think. I thought I went well, light. Given the, given now the I context, think I've gone light yes. with the uh, Indiana Jones punishment. But yeah. yeah, does anyone commit suicide <laughs> well, you know, all as part do is of flip that? It. Or... No, they're not allowed to. What do say? Does no anyone suicide. commit suicide as part of it? Asking for a friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not a layer that I had included, but yeah. I mean, 
goodness knows what kind of disgrace that it would bring to the family and the family yeah, name yeah. and it, just to be exposed so publicly that nobody wanted anything to do and they were considered to be untouchable it's untouchable and there's no way for them to make any money so they're just left with their greed and then mm. they're just you know, having taken advantage of poor ultra that's just it's awful disgusting I know. and yeah. her family yeah. yeah they're disgusting people yeah. so yeah. yeah let them be left with no options Clarky thoughts Oh, look, I think I'm overthinking this one. And so... Um, really? Yeah, so I may as well uh, let you inside my head and we can explore that a little bit. But I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to say I'm anti-arranged marriages because I can see, uh, you know, in, in other customs, I can see why it's important and I can see why it's valid. But I also see too many examples of where it's not done for the right reasons. And that's why I could kind of see that this was going south very quickly because Siraj and his family were not in it for the the normal reason that you would go into an arranged marriage, I don't think. I think it sounded like it was all about money and not about, um, you know, a, a bringing together of two houses or, you know, a, a family unit that is beneficial for both parties or whatever it might be. But I think to me, that's the kind of thing that I look to when I look at the Indian culture. And, and you look at a race marriage. And, yeah, you know, seriously, I'm, I'm not um, experiencing it, but I do think that no. it works when both families are enter into, entering into it for the right reasons. And it, I don't think it benefits the couple necessarily, but I think the point of an arranged marriage is that it is beneficial to the families. I feel like this one was very much about ill intent, uh, yeah. You know, there, there, it wasn't that uh, from Siraj's family's side. That, they weren't looking at that as some kind of a, a benefit to their family other than just money. So it's just greed. There's, there's no love in it. There's no nothing that is good about it. It's just awful. I don't like him. I don't like his family. I don't like his parents. You know, the, the whole thing just disgusts me. And I think, how dare they go... Because she's got learning difficulties, we will take all of this money. So it, as far as punishments go, I was going to the Indiana Jones thing like you did. Sorry. But, but the, no, no, it's okay because I, I did have two in mind and I was going to tell you about both of them. So now I just have to tell you about one of them. So there is a, a thing about venomous snakes where if you put two venomous snakes in a fight, my understanding is that they that snakes are immune to... Venom. Snake venom. Mm. So two poisonous snakes won't kill each other. Do they fight as a general rule? <laughs> well, they can. Yeah, yeah, they can. can. Snake can be aggressive. Um, yeah, yeah. Like if, if they're yeah. in a small space yeah. and, you know, one shits the other one, just like everything. You're shitting me. Um, oh, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> going to be you. do that Russell. one more time. I'm going to be Russell. Get away from me. Exactly. Next time I'm, I'm going to launch I'm showing you my fangs because I'm going to fucking bite you next. But if you put a venomous snake in with a python, yeah. the python will win well, because yeah. it's also immune to the Crush venom, it. Right. but it will win by crushing it. So yeah. wow. I want Suraj and his family to be in the um, like the Thunderdome, except <laughs> snakes can't crawl in and out of it, with, with a python or, or maybe seven, yeah. you know, maybe a couple of 20. anaconda. And I want them to think that they can kill the anaconda by biting it so they can bite it all the fuck they want. 
and the anaconda is just going, <laughs> what you fools. Who's next? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so one by one, and I'm not sure in, in the order that it should happen, and quite honestly, I don't really care, but I think one by one, they just get to watch the anaconda crush and eat one of them and then slowly the work its way through the whole family. Nice. Mm. Nice. My anaconda yeah. don't. My anaconda. Well, none unless, unless you've got, got fun, fun. fun. <laughs> Exactly. Was it tea cakes? Yes. Yeah, tea cakes, hun. So that is the story of Ultra, and we have put the sent them all down. Thank you for that. Beautiful Kerala. Don't be put off, everyone. Lovely place. God's. I'm sure the tourism board for Kerala will be in touch. (laughs) Just don't go there to get married. Don't don't be put off. Don't be put off. All right. Well, thank you very much, guys, and (laughs) miss you already. Well (laughs) done, Shimon. story. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com trial by wine or visit our website www.trialbywine.com to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com.